Canto sixty-four to sixty-seven of Book Four of the Ramayan of Balmiki, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by O One Two Three. Canto sixty-four, the Sea. Shouts of triumphant joy outrang, as to their feet the banners sprang, and on the mighty task intent. Swift to the sea, their steps they bent. They stood and gazed upon the deep, whose billows with a roar and leap, on the sea banks were wildly hurled, the mirror of the mighty world. There on the strand the banner stayed, and with sad eyes the deep surveyed. Here, as in play, his billows rose, and there he slumbered in repose. He all leapt the boisterous waters high, as mountains menacing the sky, and wild infernal forms between the ridges of the waves were seen. They saw the billows rave and swell, and their sad spirits sank and fell. For ocean in their deep despair seemed boundless as the fields of air. Then noble Angad spake to cheer. The banners and dispel their fear. Faint not, despair should never find admittance to a noble mind. Despair, a serpent's mortal bite, benumbs the hero's power and might. Then passed a weary night, and all assembled at their prince's call, and every lord of high estate was gathered round him for debate. Bright was the chieftain's glorious band, round Angad on the ocean strand, as when the mighty storm guards meet round Indra on his golden seat. Then princely Angad looked on each, and thus began his prudent speech: "What chief of all our host will leap a hundred leagues across the deep? Who, O illustrious banners, who?" Will make Sugriva's promise true, and from our weight of fear set free, the leaders of our band and me. To whom, O warriors, shall we vow a sweet release from pain and woe, and proud success and happy lives, with our dear children and our wives, again permitted by His grace to look with joy on Rama's face. And noble Lakshman and our Lord, the King, to our sweet homes restored. Thus to the gathered lords he spoke, but no reply. The silence broke. Then, with a sterner voice, he cried, "O chiefs, the nation's boast and pride, whom valour, strength, and power adorn, of most illustrious lineage born, wherever you will, you force away." And none your rapid course can stay. Now come, your several powers declare, and who this desperate leap will dare? Canto sixty-five, the council. But none of all the host was found to clear the sea with desperate bound, though each, as Angad bade, declared his proper power and what he dared. Then spake good Jambavan, the sage, chief of them all for reverent age. 
I banner chieftains long ago, limbs light to leap, could likewise show. But now on frame and spirit weighs the burden of my length of days. Still, task like this I may not slight, when Rama and our king unite. So listen while I tell, O oh friends, what lingering strength mine age attends. If my poor lip may aught avail, of ninety leagues I will not fail. Far other strength in youth's fresh prime I boasted in the olden time. When at Prahlad's solemn rite I circled in my rapid flight, Lord Vishnu, everlasting God, when through the universe he trod. But now my limbs are weak and old, my youth is fled, its fire is cold. And these exhausted nerves to strain in such a task were idle pain. Then angered due obeisance paid, and to the chief his answer made. Then I, ye noble banners, I, myself the mighty leap will try, although perchance the power I lack to leap from Lanka's island back. Thus the impetuous chieftain cried, and Jambavan the sage replied, Whatever thy power and might may be, this task, O prince, is not for thee. Kings go not for themselves, but send the servants who their best attend. Thou art the darling and the boast, the honoured lord of all the host. Indeed, the root, O ungod, lies of our appointed enterprise, and thee, on whom our hopes depend, our care must cherish and defend. Then Bali's noble son replied, Needs must I go, whatever betide, For if no chief this exploit dare, What waits us all, say blank despair, Upon the ground again to lie, In hopeless misery fast and die. For not a hope of life I see, If we neglect our king's decree. Then spoke the aged chief again, Nay, our attempt shall not be vain, For to the task will I incite, A chieftain of sufficient might. Canto 66 Hanuman The chieftain turned his glances where The legion sat in mute despair, And then to Hanuman the best Of Barna lords these words addressed. Why still and silent and apart, O hero of the dauntless heart, Thou keepest treasured in thy mind The laws that rule the banner kind. Strong as our king Sugriva, brave As Rama's self to slay or save, Through every land thy praise is heard, Famous as that illustrious bird, Arishtanami's son, the king, Of every fowl that plies the wing, Oft have I seen the monarch sweep With sounding pinions over the deep, And in his mighty talons bear Huge serpents struggling through the air. Thy arms, O hero, match in might, The ample wings he spreads for flight, And thou with him mayst well compare In power to do, in heart to dare. Why reach in wisdom, power, and skill, O hero, art thou lingering still? 
and Apsaras the fairest found, of nymphs for heavenly charms renowned. Sweet Punjikastala became a noble Barnes wedded dame. Her heavenly title hard no more, Anjana was the name she bore. When caused by gods from heaven she fell, in banner form on art to dwell. Newborn in mortal shape the child of Kunjar, monarch of the wild. In youthful beauty, wondrous fair, a crown of flowers about her hair, in silken robes of richest dye, she roamed the hills that kissed the sky. Once in her tinted garments dressed, she stood upon the mountain crest. The god of wind beside her came and breathed upon the lovely dame. And as he found her robe aside, the wondrous beauty that he eyed. In rounded lines of breast and limb, and neck and shoulder ravished him. And captured by her peerless charms, he strained her in his amorous arms. Then to the eager god she cried, in trembling accents terrified, Whose impious love has wronged his spouse, so constant in her nuptial vows. He heard, and does his answer made. Oh, be not troubled, nor afraid, but trust, and thou shalt know ere long, my love has done thee sweet no wrong. So strong and brave and wise shall be the glorious child I gave to thee. Might shall be his that naught can tire, and limbs to spring as springs his sire. Thus spoke the god, the conquered dame, rejoiced in heart, nor feared the shame. Down in a cave beneath the art, the happy mother gave thee birth. Once over the summit of the oud, before thine eyes the new sun stood. Thou sprangest up in haste to seize what seemed the fruitage of the trees. Up leapt the child, a wondrous bound, three hundred leagues above the ground. And though the angered day god shot, his fierce beams on him, feared him not. Then from the hand of Indra came a red-balled winged with wrath and flame. The child fell smitten on a rock, his cheek was shattered by the shark, named Hanuman, thenceforth by all, in memory of the fearful fall. The wandering wind-god saw thee lie, with bleeding cheek and drooping eye, and steered to anger by thy woe, forbade each scented breeze to blow. The breath of all the worlds was stilled, and the sad gods with terror filled, prayed to the wind to calm the ire, and soothe the sorrow of the sire. His fiery wrath no longer glowed, and Brahma's self the boon bestowed, that in the brunt of battle none should slay with still the wind-god's son. Lord Indra, sovereign of the skies, bent on thee all his thousand eyes, and saw that never the bolt which he hurls from the heaven should injure thee. It is thine, O mighty chief, to share the wind-god's power, his son and heir. Sprung from that glorious father, thou, and thou alone canst aid us now. This art of your, through all her climes, I circled one and twenty times, and gathered, as the gods decreed, great store of harps from hill and mead, which, 
scattered over the troubled wave the omrit to the toilers gave but now my days are well nigh told my strength is gone my limbs are old and thou the bravest and the best art this your hope of all the rest now mighty chief the task essay thy matchless power and strength display rise up o prince our second king and over the flood of ocean spring so shall the glorious exploit vie with heels who stepped through earth and sky he spoke the younger chieftain heard his soul to vigorous efforts steered and stood before their joyous eyes dilated in gigantic size canto sixty seven hanuman's speech soon as his stature they beheld their fear and sorrow were dispelled and joyous praises loud and long rang out from all the banner throng on the great chief their eyes they bent in rapture and astonishment as when his conquering foot he raised the gods upon narayan gazed he stood amid the joyous crowd bent to the chiefs and cried aloud the wind god fires eternal friend whose blasts the mountain summits rend with boundless force that none may stay takes where he lists his viewless way sprung from that glorious father i in power and speed with him may vie a thousand times with airy leap can suckle loftiest meru's steep with my fierce arms can steer the sea till from their bed the waters flee and rush at my command to drown this land with grove and tower and town i through the fields of air can spring far swifter than the feathered king and leap before him as he flies on sounding pinions through the skies i can pursue the lord of light uprising from the eastern height and reach him ere his course be sped with burning beams and garlanded i will dry up the mighty main shatter the rocks and rend the plain over earth and ocean will i bound and every flower that grows on ground and bloom of climbing plants shall show strewn on the ground the way i go bright as the lustrous path that lies outward the region of the skies the mighty lady will i find thus speaks mine own prophetic mind and cast in hideous ruin down the shattered walls of lanka's town still on the chief in rapt surprise the banner legions bent their eyes and thus again says jambavan addressed the glorious hanuman son of the wind thy promise cheers the banner's hearts and calms their fears who rescued from their dire distress with prospering vows thy way will bless the holy saints their favour lend and all our chiefs the deed command urging thee forward on thy way arise then and the task essay thou art our only refuge we our lives and all depend on thee then sprang the wingard's son the best of banners on mahendra's crest and the great mountain rocked and swayed by that unusual weight dismayed 
as reels an elephant beneath the lion's spring and rending teeth. The shady wood that crowned him shook, the trembling birds the boughs forsook, and ape and pot and lion fled, from brake and lair disquieted. End of Cantos 64, 65, 66, and 67 End of Book 4 of the Ramayan by Balmiki Translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith